Hey, this is Rob. Hey, this is Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan, a podcast about remote work, remote living, and all the things that kind of go along with it. Plus, just a chance to talk about stuff every week. Yeah, stuff's good. Stuff, talking about stuff and things. (laughs) This week, we are talking about lifelong learning, talking about uh, getting that time and making... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Getting that time, making that thing, stuffing things, man. making that stuff. We're, we're we're talking about stuffing things yep. like peppers with beef and cheese. Uh, not me. Mm, peppers with match meat and vegan cashew cheese. <laughs> I do like vegan cashew cheese. I make my own now. That's that's pretty uh, Amish of you. Yeah, I'm fairly Amish. Well, probably not. Not actually. They'd make it with like butter and and milk yeah or whatever you make cheese with they'd be really fat if they weren't building barns all the time yeah you gotta lift a barn wall every day it uh i wear you out (laughs) get get, cut those calories (laughs) so if you're back if you're listening to us uh often and you are a subscriber we really appreciate it if you could give us uh, a, a review uh maybe some stars we'd appreciate that as well share it with your friends that kind of stuff We are doing this out of our own pocket, our own time. We just enjoy getting together and having a chat about things related to remote work and, uh, you know, productivity or lack thereof, depending on your stance. No, so today's about lifelong learning. Uh, You know, honestly, we had Liz on a couple weeks ago, and she's doing that Pro-EDU stuff. And I started writing a uh, Skillshare course um, well, of course, in true me fashion, I've written like six and they all suck. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll at some point have one come out that I, that I enjoy, but, um, I'm not, uh, I wasn't thinking necessarily talking about, you know, how we are teaching, although honestly, uh, you are and, and, um, and, uh, I sort of am sometimes, um, teaching yeah, between the blog and between my video stuff and I, know, I guess the podcast, yeah, not necessarily actually, teaching, but like, uh, informing you know, I like to teach and I actually just signed up, um, to be a mentor, um, with a group of like 40 other authors and illustrators. Um, it's like a submission only, uh, I get to pick my mentee and, uh, be a mentor for, for, um, kid, kid lit, kid literature. Oh, cool. Um, and how to like, you know, not necessarily get better at it. You know, I don't know if that's a thing, but you know, help, Get in the industry. People that are, yeah, help people that are newer um, to it navigate how to um, break in and and what people look for once they are in. Did you think uh, like five years ago that uh, you'd be mentoring people on how to break into the kid lit in- industry? No, absolutely <laughs> not. And I think uh, even now with the um, – lack of confidence that I have, I still can't really believe that people listen to me. Well, it's and, like, we, and what I have to say, <laughs> it's like we said though. Uh, I, I think we talked about this on the, uh, the, the show with your, with your wife, with Liz. Um, yeah. That, uh, honestly, man. So I'm actually writing a, um, I'm writing a Skillshare course and uh, oddly enough, it's on, um, not filmmaking, not like making movies, but like video making, like doing videos and stuff like that. And it's, I'm doing it from on purpose, from the perspective of, I just started doing this and I've Uh learned a lot in like three months. And, you know, can you, uh, leapfrog over some of this 
BS or, or yeah, stuff totally. real quick. And I think that you obviously you have a crap load more experience in, in kidlet than I do in video making. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that you know it was like we were saying. Even if you have uh, a day's worth of knowledge on something that someone has uh-huh. no knowledge on, then you have an opportunity to impart that knowledge, you know, on others. Totally. Especially if you like, if you like doing it. And that's kind of what I, what I say when people ask me why I'm doing it, or it's actually part of the questionnaire that mentees get to read about me is like, why do I want to be a mentor? And honestly, it's just because I really love my job and, and it, it gives me satisfaction to, like share that joy yeah. like if other people can can get this job and it's a job that you kind of dream about and don't really know how to do it and they love it as much as i do then that's awesome if i can help them do that i think it's blind uh op- optimism blind optimism on on my part sometimes and um i think you've you've had this too i think we both do and you know a lot of folks in our circle have this kind of mentality, which is just like, if there's something I want to do, I'm going to figure out how to do it and Uh I'm going to, uh, you know, make it happen. So if I want to be in a, you know, a rock band, I'm going to be in a rock band. If I want to start drawing kids books, I'm going to draw kids books. If I want to start shooting videos, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. And I think that, um, I think I'm showing people that if you have a love for something, showing them that it's, this is possible. Like, and you don't, yeah. you're not necessarily going to be like, you know, uh, a mansion in Malibu and swimming in, you know, Benjamin's or whatever, no, but no, not, but, <laughs> not making kids books. Absolutely not. But, you know, doing something that you, that you love and that you find, um, rewarding or, or even it doesn't even have to be in, uh, rewarding or, you know, passion. It could just be interesting. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think there's almost like a, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's almost like an obligation, you know, to kind of help uh-huh. people through that a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it works that way with, you know, getting, getting the job. I put air quotes around that too. Cause it's not like I got some kind of job, but you, you want to, when you have a passion for something, even before you're making money for it, you're doing everything you can to learn about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So so like before I started making kids books, I really, really liked looking at kids books and right. I really enjoyed learning about these illustrators and, and these people that I, I admired before I started doing it. And I mean, learning everything about them down to like where they do their art, where they live, like where they go studio grocery shopping. Like. <laughs> yeah. What kind of food do they like to buy for their wives and or husbands? Like things like that. Like I really want to stalk these people. Yeah. You got to um, get inside. You got to know. You got to know. You got to know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. And I think that it it's this natural progression. If you really, I mean, it's the same with music too. If you really like, like live something mm-hmm. if, and you do it for long enough, like the, the job part of it just sort of happens mm-hmm. if that's what the kind of end goal is. Do you think that this is actually highly related, um, but it doesn't seem like it is. Do you think that there's a certain type of person that like they can't, they can't physically or mentally just consume um, creativity. They have to create it. Um, yeah, it used to be, that used to blow my mind sometimes with, um, 
people that would have so much passion for music, totally. especially the people that would, um, you know, be fans of our band or bands of our friends, you know, people that would go to local shows, like they're that into music, yeah. but they don't play an instrument. Yeah. Always, um, it, it always, it didn't confuse me. I mean, whatever, you do what you want to do. But like, they'd be like, well, I'm not musical. I'm like, eh, but you could, you, you could know, be. you can learn yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You could be, it's a, that, that shouldn't stop you. Um, but yeah, like I, from as long as I can remember, loving music you know since i was a little kid i i wanted to like make it yeah you know yeah and same with art i loved i loved cartoons and cartoonists and and weird like sunday comic strips and stuff that my grandma and i would look at when i was nine years old <laughs> and i just wanted to make my own yeah and um so yeah i mean I'm, i and it's not I even it's not even necessarily uh i think there are like three tiers to that there are people who like consume uh vigorously like people you were just talking about and uh-huh. they kind of baffle me but then there's the other extreme which is the people that no matter what they get into they have to create a business out of it and i have been yeah. that person for sure yeah. um and then there's kind of the middle ground which is i where i personally am getting more toward which is um, I don't necessarily have to create a business out of this thing, I, but I'm like going, I am going to create like a life a project based like life. a hobby. Yeah. Hobby, yeah. I guess. Um, um, that's how I am with guitar. Yeah. It's exactly how I mean, I, I like it and I like learning it, but I get a satisfaction out of like bumbling through a few chords of like the first part of a green day song. Sure. I'm like, Oh yeah. I did that. That's enough. Yeah. That sounds like that's all. I got sorta. the intro. I know it. I'm done. <laughs> yep. And and I honestly don't really need any more than that. Yeah. Um, from it. And so, yeah. I, but there are things where, and I totally know where you're at with the man. I need to start a business. Yeah. Man, I love I love waffle cones dipped in chocolate. <laughs> start a business. Waffle cones dipped in chocolate. Dude, we have Amber. It's it's insane. I honestly, I can't wait till this crazy nonsense is over so that you can come up here. Like I can't, I can't even explain to you how many plants, flowers, food, like there is so much growing up here. It's insane. So, but my point is that every day there's a new business idea from that, you know, whether it's from me or Amber and it's like what we could package seeds and sell. You know what stopped me? (laughs) You know what stopped me from that mindset? was starting businesses. Yeah, totally. Because it kind of sucks. It really does. It's, it's, <laughs> and you, don't, you don't get to do the thing that you want to do that you want to start a business about. You get to do all the other stuff. Yeah. That I don't like to do. If you want to make it successful. Um, I mean, we've done this a, a bunch of times now. Um, if you want to uh-huh. make it successful, you start out doing the thing, the hobbyist part of you, you start out doing mm-hmm. this thing that you love and enjoy, learning all about it um, and getting good at it. And then it, there comes a point where all of a sudden you get nudged out of that role and yeah. into the, well, now I'm just going to uh, make sure that we have money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's funny yeah, because exactly. like there are very few companies that I know of, big or small, where the initial creator is still the primary creator. Um, if there, if there's a decent amount of success and if it's not, um, pardon the stupid term, but if it's not like a solopreneur kind of thing, like a single Uh person doing one thing, um, which is, I can get into that and just like 
you know, deal with my own finances from that perspective. But, but, and I love my team, but having people, it's, it just adds a whole new dimension. Well, yeah, it makes it to where you're not doing what you started out doing. Yeah. Which, well, you outsource the stuff that you don't like. I mean, that's some, that's a, that's a damn good tip for the podcast and for people that you're mentoring yeah. or whatever is. Um, and I've learned this over the years too, is you outsource the things you don't want to do. Don't outsource the yeah. things that you do want to do. And I think that it, that sounds so unbelievably obvious and it's not uh-huh. when you start building a business, you, you want to see it succeed. You want to see it succeed. So you start to take over all the parts that you feel like are the things that are going to make, mm-hmm. make it succeed as opposed to the things that, it, that created it in the first place. So for you, it's outsourcing the management and, um, basically the management of your brand and your yeah, company the to another person. Um, the accounting and the, the, uh, businessy part of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, outsource accounting, outsource legal, outsource, uh, you know, honestly, if you're not into the business aspect of it, the, and by that we mean, you know, uh, charting growth and, uh, looking for new potential, um, you know, clients or customers or whatever you want to call it there. You know, that's not the part that you're highly focused on. You're focused on Uh creating the thing you want to create. And, you know, yeah, which I think is a, I don't even know how this is doable in every situation, but, you know, you start a business doing, you know, on a small scale, like are doing the thing that you love doing and it grows, right? And, if you can find a way to maintain that that job that you were are are coveted for right you know so like the reason that i'm an illustrator is because my of my illustrations obviously it sounds stupid but <laughs> um you you want to stay in that role no matter how big it gets right and and because you are the one that does it and nobody else can do that by the way you do it. Right. Right. Yep. I think it's, and I think some people thrive in the opposite way and they don't even know it until it happens. You know, like if you're a, if you bake really great cakes and all of a sudden the, the whole freaking world wants your cakes mm-hmm. and you like really enjoy making the process and writing the recipes and showing other people how to do it. And you can like create this massive assembly line of cakes. That's awesome if that's what you like to do. Yeah. But if you're like me and you just like making the cakes, right. then maybe you can only grow so big. Right. And 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 that's just the way it is. I think you for can't make a million cakes. Yeah. For a lot of people, <laughs> it's uh define it's I think this is extremely hard for anyone to do. Um, but defining success. Um uh-huh. Because a lot of people, I think, yeah, you know, they wrap success around uh, financial, and they totally. a lot of people, a lot of people think that success is just a constant growth, a constant uh, upward um, mobility in terms of uh, you know um, uh, fame, fortune, you know, all those kinds of things. And a lot of times, what uh, I don't think this is getting really philosophical, but I don't think what yeah, a lot of people understand is that uh, success really can be like you could be successful right now at the age uh-huh. of 38 or whatever and just say I'm good. Like yeah, I- I'm cool. And it to doesn't do have this. anything to do with money. And that's a, I I think about success that way. I used to think, you know, we used to sit and argue about what we were going to do <laughs> with our millions when our band made it big and it, and it wasn't about the music. It was about how are we going to make a bunch of money right. back then. Right. And and as I've gotten older, I've realized that push money aside, happiness is what 
you know, being waking up every day and not necessarily being happy. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy every day by any means of the word, but um, I am always happy. Like, yeah, right. hundred <laughs> percent of the time, but like not dreading work. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that means way more to me than, than making, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, not dreading any part of your day, really. I mean, there, there, yeah. are, there are those random small things, and they really are small if you think about them throughout the course of your life, that you have to do. Well, I mean, guys, you don't have to do anything. But generally, you have to do, and they suck, and you can't do anything about it. And most of it has yeah. to do with dealing with the government in any kind of way. Or, <laughs> you know, dealing. And uh, and so, okay, you've got to do these random things. Uh, i got to get my tires changed on my car. That sucks. You know, let those be the things that you dread, um, you know, the things that are inconsequential and that you just kind of, you have to get done and really for your entire lifespan are about 5%, you know? Yeah. But really focus on the rest of it, the stuff that you do like day in and day out all day long. It should be stuff that you enjoy and uh, you'll make money, I promise. Everyone always says like, you know, well, I've got a, you know, well, I can't do that. I've I've got a job. I've got to make money. You can. You know, it's just yeah. you're going to have to sacrifice maybe a year or two of suckiness for to get yeah. there, you know. And I, I think that's one thing that keeps people from doing it. I don't even think we're remotely on topic. I don't remember what the topic was no. anymore. <laughs> lifelong learning. This is this is not at all about lifelong learning. But it could it could circle back using a nice uh, marketing jargon corporate term. Let's dovetail back this. With yeah. that. It's a... Uh, grab that, that synergy by the dovetail. So, um, so you're teaching people now. Your mentor. Yes. You've yeah, been- so I'll, not yet, but I'm going to be once I um, get my submissions and pick somebody. That's great. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I I still want to learn so do lots you- of stuff about what I'm teaching. <laughs> so It's gotten to the point for me with lifelong learning, um, if you want to put a term on it, but it's gotten to the point for me where like um, – I've kind of always been like this, but fiction and um, uh, whether it's books or TV or anything like that, I'm just not like interested in it anymore. And I, really? yeah, I just, I'm just not, I just, and it's not, it's not some kind of um, uppity pursuit of, I don't know, knowledge or whatever. It's just, I, I just find uh, learning things so much more fascinating. And maybe that's, maybe that's like the non-artist in me, <laughs> the scientist yeah. in me or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I, I do a mix. I actually read almost strictly fiction, but I, I read a lot of fiction that's based in reality. So I kind of feel like I learn stuff sure. when I read. You know, if I'm reading, honestly, it sounds like super lowbrow, I guess, but I, I just really like to read like mystery novels sure. and like thriller, like like murder mystery yeah. stuff. And and they're all set in these different times, and I I find it really interesting. I'm reading this series, um, that's set in like like early 2000s Ireland, mm-hmm. and but it's it's like it, there's all these flashbacks to 80s Ireland, and it's really just kind of interesting me to learn it, learn little you know, snippets yeah. of things about how like those people in that time in that place. Uh, were yeah i find it interesting every time i do that um i what what was i reading that i started doing this it was a um oh man 
I can't remember, but every, every time I do that, do exactly what you just did. Oh, I was listening to, there was a moment in time I, about a year ago, I got like really into punk for a moment. Um, yeah. early, like early, late seventies, early eighties punk. And, uh, and I think it was because my son, Ollie was like super into the Ramones and, um, <laughs> I started getting into the punk and I couldn't just listen to the music. I had to go, okay, now I need to buy six books on the history of punk rock and, uh-huh. you know, start reading about like how it all works. So like from the, the book example you just gave, I would immediately go and be like, can I find any books on like the history of the eighties in Ireland? You know? Um, yeah. And just, yeah, like, I didn't do that <laughs> but i end up getting frustrated i honestly i end up getting frustrated because i don't feel like i can soak it all in fast enough so yeah do you do you seek out uh you know learning something new um i mean there so i think there's like the passive learning um that would be the stuff that you learn by accident and then the stuff uh, i would also kind of consider passive learning um your working an illustrator and you're like, how on earth do I get this tab to open? Why won't it open or whatever? And yeah. you go and you Google and you Google it. Like yeah. you learned something there obviously, but I, to me, that's still kind of passive learning. Like you didn't sit down with the intention to learn for that block of time or whatever. Yeah. Do you totally. do anything where you sit down to learn for a block of time? I, I am like really interested in fly fishing and, um, and also just, fishing in general with the boys and I, I want to learn like, well, what kind of bait do I need for this mm-hmm. lake yeah. for these types of fish? What's in this lake? You know what, you know, how can I, you know, part of it is just like gearing up. Oh, sure. But, sure. Uh, but another part of it is just like, I want to know exactly what to do in, in each situation that I'm going to be in yeah. when I'm in it. Partly because I think it's fun, but also because I enjoy doing it with Henry and I want him to enjoy it. And so far, just throwing a line out and reeling it in for like two hours, he's not really digging. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we're not catching yeah. anything. Yeah, you got to catch some stuff. The, um, uh, I, I think that, you know, honestly, I think a, a book you would really like is uh, Let My People Go Surfing by, um, uh-huh. Um, I'm never going to remember his first name. I can't remember his first Cheech. name. Um, no, Cheech Marin. Uh, Schwinnard, um, the, uh, <laughs> the founder of uh, Patagonia. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Wrote a book called Let My People Go Surfing. And um, it, it's it's sort of about business and the way he structured his business over the years, which is actually highly interesting. Um, but he does. He's got a lot of outdoors. It. I think, I, I think I'm recommending the book because it made me start following – Patagonia and all of their uh, offshoot brands on yeah. all the various social media and stuff. And they post really great um, short videos, uh, like short films uh, uh-huh. about fly fishing, about all sorts of cool stuff. And um, I, yeah. I don't know. I think um, you might get something out of that. I actually like all their all their content. And I, it's one of the few companies that I like buying from because I feel like they – they're, if you're going to be a big corporation, they're right. doing a pretty good job at, at not being an evil one. Yeah, they're trying pretty darn hard. I mean, it's it sucks because you get people that are like, well, they still have factors. I'm like, well, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, they, I mean, you have to make stuff. Yeah, um, we're still technologically, you know, advancing our society. We're not like uh, – the goal here for all this stuff is to not like go back to the Stone Ages. Yeah. And I mean, no matter what you do or – or how you try to be a good person. If you're, if you run a company and you're wealthy, there's going to be people that are going to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Bill Gates. For sure. Um, he's under the, he's under the 
some fire right now and all he's trying to do is help people boy that guy him. uh that guy have you ever seen his library uh-uh. oh my gosh it's insane i'm kind of envious um he <laughs> like uh i started so speaking of lifelong learning um gates notes i think is the website um mm-hmm. it's a really good uh it's his site but he suggests books all the time and man most of them are really great some of them are really intense but um yeah. a lot of them are really great um but that's a guy that's uh, hardcore about lifelong learning and uh, reads like, oh my gosh, I don't know, a couple books a week. Um, I'm just like, Jeez. it blows my mind. Yeah. I feel like I read a good amount. And like when I hear some of these people like, well, I read 100 books this month. It's like, what? Like, Yeah, wow. I'm so slow. That's why I'm, I honestly <clears throat> don't go out and look for books all the time because I know I won't be able to finish them. Yeah, I was like that, honestly, re- uh, all my life up until – six, nine months ago. And I, I started, I watched this thing on, um, speed reading. Um, uh-huh. I'll send it to you. You might actually find it interesting. Um, and Did I didn't even, oh yeah. Um, I didn't, really? even, yeah, I didn't even, um, I didn't even take like the whole course, like a whole course and like, you're supposed to yeah. go through it for months. And of course my attention spans tiny. So, um, yeah, but I took like some nuggets <laughs> from it and, um, I can definitely read, uh, probably twice as fast as I used to. Really? Um, yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, a lot of it, uh, if you want to be a lifelong learner, I'm trying to tie this back somehow. Um, if you uh, <laughs> just keep saying it, it'll work. <laughs> we're talking about nacho nachos, but um, if you want to be a lifelong learner, then, you know, read about nachos. If you want to be a lifelong learner, uh, reading faster is good because it will uh, let you feel like you have some kind of momentum and, and success in reading. And uh, imagine how fast you'd read if you'd have finished the course. I know. Yeah. No, there's some people that can, you know, read an entire book in a day. Um, you were like, oh, I got the gist of it. Whatever. Well, kind of, it's, it's, <laughs> it's about your, your brain will actually fill in. So if you read, uh, instead of reading from left to right, um, read from, um, basically the middle, um, and then go down like the page. Uh-huh. Like I'm really oversimplifying this, but your peripheral vision fills it in and you'd be surprised and you feel like you're skipping over stuff. Um, and, but really what you're doing is skipping over the filler words. Um, so your brain just fills in stuff uh-huh. like the at B, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you can actually get all of the, uh, of the stuff and the fact that you're stressing your brain, um, because I started thinking, well, you're actually, you're missing details and you're not because the fact that you're stressing your brain, um, makes it work harder. Whereas if you're reading slowly, um, you actually, uh, you get distracted way easier. So you're actually not soaking it in huh. as well. Um, so reading slowly and intentionally is not um, a, a method for retaining more information. Um, it's literally just reading slow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when you, when you read, um, you should, uh, there, there are tactics you can take for reading, uh, more efficiently. And, uh, a lot of them are actually backwards and it's to end up stressing your brain so that, um, you, uh, retain and focus more, um, which is why, um, if you, uh, listen to podcasts or listen to books, you retain it better um, because uh, it's actually going at the speed of uh, speech as opposed to at the speed of normal reading, which is actually a lot slower. Um, huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I like listening to books much more than I like reading. I like listening honestly. way more, um, unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know, it's I can never find like uh, – that's I hate that phrase. I can never find the time. That's not true. Um, I never make the time. Yeah. <laughs> to uh to sit down and just read a book i mean i mean i do probably 30 minutes or an hour a day but um really it's like headphones in 
you know, anytime I like, I have to walk, I don't know, half a mile to my mailbox. <laughs> so um, <laughs> walking to my mailbox, uh, going for runs in the morning, um, anytime I'm in the car, all that kind of stuff is just, I'm listening to a book. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, have you used uh, anything like Skillshare? Yeah, I use Skillshare a lot. I have an account with Skillshare. Um, anytime that I find a, like an illustrator mm-hmm. that I like, I love to see if they have oh, that's cool. Skillshare classes because I like to see um, other people's processes. It's, yeah, it's even more so than I like to learn. Like, like I don't ne- necessarily need like a new technique, but a lot of times it's to validate that I'm doing things as efficiently as yeah. possible. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that person does things that are kind of like me. Um, let's see how they work. And yeah, I watch it for that kind of stuff. Um, sort of watching it for even other things. You know, not related to illustrating, cooking, yeah. and stuff like that. I just think it's kind of fun to learn how people do things. I do a lot of a lot of cooking um, content, which is yeah, that's a it's weird. I almost like feel like I should start a cooking blog or something just because I enjoy it. Um, but you uh, start a business <clears throat> with it. Um, whatever yes. you do, yes. start a business. Um, I did buy the domain <laughs> fistfulofveggies.com, which I was surprised was available. Oh, really? Yeah. I do the same thing with Skillshare and, um, and YouTube and, and content like that because, uh, a lot of times it's like, I want to learn about one specific thing. Let's call it, um, how to edit using EQ and logic. I'm just making something up, but, um, uh-huh. and I'll watch like six different videos on the exact same thing. And it's because I'm more interested in the various approaches. And, uh, a lot of times, uh, it's funny to watch one person do it and then watch another person do it and be like, wow, that's way better. Even though you're getting the same result. It's funny because to me, that's still somewhat passive learning, um, is like jumping uh-huh. on YouTube to find out a tutorial. Like what do you have like a preference on, okay, I need to learn how to, let's say you decided that you're going to learn, uh, animation. So you're going to yeah. start working in after effects or something. Um, uh-huh. and you, what would be, what would be your process? Would you like just start, like brow like burrowing through no. YouTube or would you go find a course? I would not. I would I would hit Skillshare. Skillshare probably yeah. first. And I would try to find um like introductory um not even lessons. I mean most stuff isn't lessons. It's like here's a final product. How do I how did I get from, you know, yeah. A to B. Build with me kind uh, of thing. I would Yeah, I would do that so I could kind of learn. And that's how I do with everything. Even if I'm looking at at people's techniques, I would I would learn how to do something and then try to um, meld it with like things I would want to do with it. And at that point is when I would go Google when I couldn't figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, how to take it a step further. Right. So I would try to like get a base, like a base knowledge going through. And that's how I learned Photoshop. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was books back then. There was no YouTube. Yeah. But, you know, we get books, tutorial books, and it would just be like, Here's a piece of art. Here's how I made it. And it would go line by line, click by click, and I would make it. And then I'd be like, I'm going to make my own thing that's kind of like that using that technique. Back in those days, um, I mean, because, you know, obviously I did the same thing with, uh, well, Photoshop and, and um, learning to code and stuff. Um, uh-huh. What was funny was, do you remember back in, back then you would get a book and you'd be following it step by step and then the, the UI would have changed since the book came out? Oh, yeah. Totally. So it'd be like, <laughs> click here. And it's like, where? Where is that? <laughs> now I have to Google where that button moved to in the new version of Photoshop. Yeah. Man, 
I don't know how anybody made money. Yeah, man. Off the, I guess they had to version the books. Yeah, they too, did. Right. So they did. Man, what a pain! It, just making the guidebooks fourth with the edition UI that we created with Pixel Press was a nightmare because imagine, it would change so much. I can't imagine doing it with someone else's software. Imagine software itself. Imagine releasing a Nintendo game back in the eighties uh-huh. with a million units just out in the wild uh-huh. and finding a bug. I mean, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's, sorry, no fixing that. Man, it's just there. The testing, the testing was probably a lot more intense back then than it is now. Yeah, um, I'm I, sure. You know, it's funny you take that approach. Uh, I like I want to take that approach, but I don't. I I go to YouTube and I start sifting and digging. And it's funny because I'm I'm at a point now where my time is way more precious than I don't know fifty dollars. Um, so yeah. if I'm gonna spend money on a on a course or whatever, I look at something and it'll be like a hundred bucks, and you will know exactly how to do what you're trying to do. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm gonna spend the next three weeks <laughs> digging I through YouTube it. and that's books. The, <laughs> that's the man. That's the man in you. Yeah. That's like, well, here's a map to tell you exactly how to get here. Ah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. I know this road. Yeah. I remember it. I'll just figure you know, it I out. know where I'm going. Uh, yeah, you know, I the reason I like Skillshare versus the YouTube is because you know YouTube I, it would be fine if it were people that I know right. are good at at it. Right. You know, so what Skillshare does is it curates the the instructor yeah. sort of yeah. to it used to a lot more than it does now anybody can put one on, right? Um I know these illustrators because I've I've seen their books or I've seen their work, so I know that I I trust that they're at least sort of good at what they do. Right. You know? Right. As opposed to like, do you, if I tried to make a video on how to fix my car and it would just be a nightmare, you know? Yeah. Do you find, um, (laughs) that, uh, what's your perspective on, you know, learning? Okay. If I wanted to be a coder now, if I wanted to be someone who could program, you know, an app or websites, let's just say websites. Uh Um, if you if someone came and asked you now, how do I learn how to build websites? Would you tell them to go to college for it? No, no. Um, <clears throat> actually, everything I've ever heard about programs like that in college is that it's always behind, uh, which I don't really understand. Let's um, not let's not use. So that's a good that's a that's a bad example on my part because you're right. Um, that's very technologically driven. Um, what about uh, learning how to, um, well, illustrate? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, you can, of course. You know, you can go to college and, and major in, you can go to art school and and major in children's book illustration and come out with a, you know, master's degree in illustration if you want. Um, but people that do that do do this you know the same thing i do and right. i did not spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars going to college to learn it. i mean maybe they're doing it at a younger age um maybe they're not i i don't i actually don't think i would say go to college even though you could and and get a, a wonderful education learning the all the the entire craft of illustrating a children's book i think it, it's such a like passion driven thing and it's such a like you're you're drawing your whole life you don't necessarily like just get up one day and go you know what 
think I'm going to start drawing and I think I'm going to sure. make kids books. I mean, some sure. people might do that. I don't know. But like chances are you've been interested in art. You have probably been interested in graphic design. You've probably done a little bit of it. Um, you've probably illustrated things just for the fun of it, you know, your whole life. Right. And I think what I would do is tell people to reach out to people who they admire yeah. that do it because and ask them questions. People do it to me all the time. And I have no problem answering their questions or, or spending time, you know, helping them see how things, you know, how to, how to do the next step. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's something that, you know, we, like we have at our fingertips now, mm -hmm. we didn't 15 years ago, you know, there was, the internet wasn't as, as vast as it is now and you couldn't as easily like contact people as you can. And some people I are, are going like to be dicks and not talk to you, but some people, most people will and, and you'll learn a lot. And I think that's, you know, the way that I would do it. I feel like now, now, nowadays, um, it's almost the, the, the benefit to getting an official education on something through, uh, you know, uh, an accredited organization is usually like a compressed timeline. So you'll like learn more uh -huh. quicker. Um, and, totally. and that, and, and you'll be kind of be forced into doing it per sort of, um, whereas, which is why I do feel like, you know, YouTube and some of these other sources for learning, um, are a little bit disparate and a little bit sporadic and why I do think things like Skillshare and, uh, and various, there are other platforms other than Skillshare. It's just the one I keep referencing. Um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I do think that they're great because, you know, they give you a structured, um, way to learn something brilliant.org I think is what it is. Brilliant is another really, uh -huh. really good one. Um, or masterclass masterclass is a really good one yeah or it's a um, really expensive one yeah no um, but i mean but the great thing about those is that they do they get the the best of the best they come in and they um they teach and they're they teach through knowledge um through yeah through absolutely. having done it you know to be fair with the time talking about the timeline is i mean i didn't go to college and i i did learn on my own and it took me as long, if not longer to figure out and work my way up from like lowly design guy to, to where I am as it takes like doctors to become doctors from yeah. undergraduates. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to go fast and you have access to a bunch of money, then college is great if yeah. you can get into an art school. Um, but if you don't, then just take your time and, and, um, hone your craft on your own because i think it's possible there's this weird uh stigma or something that at, there's comes a point in your life where you're just doing what you're going to do until you die um you know what i mean and i think that uh yeah that's um, sad and i would want to like i'd almost want to <laughs> stress to anyone who is listening um there's a lot of stuff you can do. You know, you can be 70 and pick up a new, a new man. You can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a real, to use a, a little jargon that gets thrown around today is like a boomer mentality mm -hmm. of like, I, I, I go to school, I get my job and I, I have my kids and I take care of my family and I do that job because it, it takes care of me mm -hmm. with money. Yeah. And 
that's great. I whatever you know to to each their own if if that's what they enjoy. But if you if you find yourself feeling dissatisfied, you can certainly do other things. Uh, and and I think the time is right for it right now you can make a business out of just about anything um you can make money doing just about anything you could probably make money just filming yourself or writing how you're learning something absolutely (laughs) if you can make money taking pictures of your feet yeah then you can make money doing anything else yeah also for sure (laughs) you i mean some some of it takes a little bit of uh um I don't know what the word is. Uh, grit, yeah, pizzazz, n- know-how of how to like navigate the internet, which you can also learn or navigate. You know how to how to market yourself in the right way, which you can also learn. You know, and but man, people people have livelihoods and are doing very well doing some of the the most absurd things. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's great. (laughs) I think, uh, I would like to stress to anyone that is listening, uh, you know, go learn something, um, you know, learn something new, take a class, spend that 1499 a month on something like Skillshare, which is not sponsoring this. And we keep saying it. Um, but, uh, (laughs) you know, take take that, take that extra time to, uh, you know, just learn something, uh, learn a new skill and, uh, and just enjoy the process of learning. Um, learning's awesome. Read more. That's all I can say. Yeah. And it feels really good to like, to learn something and then do it yeah. and do it correctly. Yeah. You know, like even if it's something as stupid as making like a, like a worm farm, mm-hmm. you learn how to do that. And you get a bunch of worms, and all of a sudden you have a thriving worm farm. <laughs> it feels good. It doesn't have to be like like a thing that you use to make money. It can just be like, man, I want to learn about what all the flowers are in the area that I live. And then when you go around and you find them, and you're like, I know what that is. I feel like a badass. I'm using yeah. the worm farm uh, <laughs> clip for the promo, so... Yep, worm, worm, worm farms. That's what this is about. I actually saw a way to do it if you want to know how. <laughs> worm farm. Worm farm. Nice. Well, this was a, uh, a riveting episode where we stayed on topic uh, 10% of the time. And yeah, uh, good. we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're still listening, well, well thank you. And uh, yeah. we will uh, we'll catch you on the, uh, the next episode. On the flip-flop. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out.